You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome to another edition of The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm your host, Laura Bellata from Single in the City. This week, we've got a panel of three fabulous women for Girl Talk. A few weeks ago, we did Guy Talk, so it's time for Girl Talk. Mm-hmm. My co-host, Santa Cruzzi from Inside Jokes, and I are going to take uh, get their take on dating and relationships. And we're going to ask some questions we think many women have um, and that most men want to know. So guys, don't go anywhere. You might learn something. Hmm. Uh, we have two television personalities and a millennial dater on our show today. So excited. Uh, so it should be very interesting. Uh, so let's not waste another moment. Let me introduce uh, you to our panel. We have Joan Walker, cast member of the newest addition <laughs> to the Real Housewives franchise, Woo! the Real Housewives of Toronto, and Edward R. Murrow, award recipient for excellence in journalism. Carolyn McKenzie from the Global Morning Show. Yay! And Christine, who will share her experiences with us as a millennial dater. Welcome, ladies. Uh, so just so people know... Sorry. Yeah. I'm a millennial dater. I've just been dating for a millennium. Oh, yeah, sorry. Does that so make me a millennial that, dater? No, you're not a millennial dater. Is, no? I knew she would take offense to that. What? You're a Generation X dater. Yeah, yeah, but you're single. I have a lot of so Sandra's single okay. as well, so she has a lot to say as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so just so the audience knows, Joan and Carolyn are both married. Joan, 17 years, right? I've been married 17 and a half years, yeah. Okay. And oh. together three years before that. And Carolyn, how long have you been married? Oh, what are we? We did 2002. the 2002. 2003, we got married. We've oh. been together since 98. Okay. okay. And as we said, Christine <laughs> is currently uh, dating, and she's going to provide a different perspective. Okay, so Joan, we'll start off with you. Okay. So uh, there's a common misconception about rich, powerful women. Um, they're often assumed to be not, you know, not very nice or full of themselves, whereas their male counterparts are considered confident or aggressive when they act the same way. Mm-hmm. From what I've witnessed on the show, I think you're an absolute sweetheart and total opposite of what people uh, perceive and like a peacemaker. You know, that especially that scene you had with Kara where she uh, pretty much said that her her fire was flaring out of her nostrils or something. Yeah. If someone said that to me, I probably, yeah, want to that hurt her. <laughs> that was a really tough one for me and it was really hard to watch it back and I had to watch it a few times to just kind of see where I settled with it but throughout the show it's been amazing that my 14 year old son has been my biggest cheerleader and he cuddles mm. right into me and he's like mom that wasn't so bad or mom that was great and so I've had unexpected support and not that I wouldn't think to lean on my kids, but I wouldn't burden them with that. He took an interest in it. So so that was really fantastic. And as far as labels, I come from such a humble background. My dad is a farmer. My mom was a nurse. I'm from such a small town. Literally, wow. there was one street had pavement. So it's, it's a grounded foundation. Mm-hmm. And when somebody suddenly puts himself in a category, that's in their own brain, thinking I'm wealthy or I'm, you know, whatever, however they want to see themselves. But I think you are still your foundation. And I think if you're not true to that, it catches up with you at some other point in your life. So I try not to look at labels. Labels are non-essential, like your age, height, weight, bank account, title even. Mm-hmm. Although 
people work hard to gain their titles. If they're a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse or, or a TV host or whatever, I do respect that because there's work that goes into it. But I, I try and just look at the essence of the person, and I mm-hmm. think that's actually what's important. Awesome. I don't even know. How, that was even close that to the question you asked. That, yeah. that was pretty good. That was good. That's a great way to start. So, Thank Carolyn, you. same sort of thing, uh, but a little different. I've heard that women news anchors get hate mail when they change their mm-hmm. hairstyle, and most of their mail is about their appearance. Um, but the male anchors don't ever get criticized for their appearance. And I've heard also, like, you, as you get older, you might lose your job because of your appearance. <gasps> so what has been your experience with this? Um, I, yeah, yeah, you get viewers commenting on, on what you may see as superficial, but I do think we should, we should take pride in how we look and how we dress. And I honestly, since the day I've gotten into this job, I'm here for the viewers. So if you don't like what you see, actually, I am kind of interested. I, I, I take pride in how I look. I, I know right now I'm on radio and maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not you looking the way I normally on TV, but, um, Generally, I I want I'm a people pleaser, and I want to please the viewers. So if you don't like something I'm doing or saying, I do want to hear. I do want to hear it. I I because maybe I do need to fix it. I'm I've always been open to change. So people actually will will tell you to change oh, something yeah. about yourself. Well, I, I said on the show the other day, uh, a, a lady wrote me saying. Why do you sit like that? Why do you cross your legs oh, like that? You're show I think you're showing too much leg. And so I said I called it I said it on the show. I go so I, I don't know. I used I I think I used a fake name of hers, but uh I said, you know, okay, you said I um I'm I'm not sitting properly or you, I'm showing too much leg. So I'm going to I'm going to try out what you suggested and she said I I try out crossing my legs at, at the ankles. I tried it out for the show. Um it was a little uncomfortable, <laughs> so I think I've I've gone back wow. to my old ways. But you know what? I we I, we joked about it, we laughed about it. I gave it a, I gave it a shot. I think when we talk about audiences, though, like you, there's one vocal person who does not represent the mass. I know that happens with me in stand up and even radio shows. And that was very nice of you to try to accommodate that one person. Well, you know what's kind of funny? <laughs> You're way nicer than me. But you know what's also that line: "Kill them with kindness." Yes, yes. that's true. I, I I'm a big believer in that. I'm mm-hmm. a huge believer in that. And a lot of people in the office say, "Don't respond to that. Don't respond." to that don't give in and 90% of the time when you do you win them over mm-hmm. they can't believe you responded yeah. and Jones are acknowledging agreeing. their comments mm-hmm. yeah Joan how do you handle the skeptics or the haters well you know it's funny I was very low-key on social media and I have had so much to learn in a very short period of time <laughs> and I didn't even know on Instagram if you swipe one way all of a sudden there's all these messages and one of them said something really nice and very supportive and then after that it was like well maybe you're not so nice because you haven't responded but I really oh didn't God. know even how to get there there's just so many ways to be contacted nowadays and to keep up. Yeah, and so how I did gonna, send yeah. her a note and I said, thank you for your patience. And I posted something saying, you know, I'm, I'm new to this, guys. I'm I'm learning as I go along. So You're help so me out here and be patient. And then they loved it, probably. And she sent something back really nice again. Yeah. Okay, now, Christine, you're the single one. So what's your <laughs> biggest concern about dating today? Off topic, but, you oh, know, gosh. we have to ask you something. That is <laughs> off topic. Um, I definitely think dating, It's it's kind of become this this shopping spree for people and it's very hard to find those real connections because people are so interested in 
the next thing. It's the shiny thing that comes along next. And and I think people are so focused on their own lives. So dating to me has been just constantly battling, like meeting someone who's true to what they say, even in their profile or how they come across on a first date versus the next three or four dates and trying to even keep those three or four dates going. It's tough. So... We have to take a break. We'll be back after this message. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. This is The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. You're listening to Talk Radio AM 640. We're having Girl Talk with Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes, Real Housewife of Toronto, Joan Walker, Global Morning Show anchor, Carolyn McKenzie, and our millennial dater, the lovely Christine. <laughs> Hi. Okay, Joan, what has working on the show taught you about, your, about relationships with other women? That is a really huge question. We and have all day. We have okay, all day. Okay, where do I even start with this? In one of the episodes, a bunch of my friends, Ann, Jana, and Grego, really stood beside me, and they really backed me up, and they had my back, and I felt very, very supported. And Jana and Grego and I were good friends before the show started, and I had oh. only met once before mm-hmm. the show started, but we did build an actual friendship, and with Roxy as well. So I felt like if an actual friendship is going to evolve, it will evolve naturally, no matter what. It's very awkward to trying to be focusing on having a friendship on a television show because there's so many other distractions. So it was it was really amazing and powerful for me to feel like, okay, I gave of myself in order to accommodate that friendship. And the fact that they were there catching me when I really needed it was so amazing. Yeah. Like it, it makes me feel very emotional. And and they, just, they, they spoke validates. highly of you as well, those yeah. girls. Yeah. They were on the well, show. And yeah. What Nobody, I liked... That white party show yes. uh, where it all went down when the girls stood up, J- Jana and Grego, and I think Anne was there, and they went up against Kara. I'm a groupie. Yes, I watched it all. But what? Thank you. But in terms of this topic, what we're talking about, just from a woman getting each other's back, they really stood up for you. And sometimes women will back off. Well, I don't want to cause drama between the group, so I'm not going to say anything, and I'm just going to leave it. And you would have been there out in the cold and hurt, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you have to call a spade a spade, and nobody wants to see anybody getting bullied, mm-hmm. even if they're not involved at all. That's not okay on any level. Mm-hmm. And women empowering women doesn't anywhere near support that. So I think if you're a normal person and if you care about people, then you would automatically support your friends or support someone that is is having a difficult time in a situation. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that you did when you went up to Roxy on the golf course and you said, hey, maybe you should have told me first before kind of fueling it with everyone else. You can see where Roxy came from a good place and her, yes. her uh, conflict in that matter. Friends deal with that all the time. You hear something about your friend or about a friend of a friend and you don't like what was said, but you don't want to necessarily stir the pot. So you try to get advice, mm-hmm. which you're right. Maybe the best solution is just to go straight on and say, hey, I want to just talk to you about this. Maybe it's irrelevant. Maybe you don't care yeah. about But that's hard to look. How, I don't know, Joan, if I could look at any of you or anyone and say, you know, Joan, so-and-so is saying this about you, like directly yeah. to you. I don't know. And I understand that. And Roxy and I didn't know each other that well at that time. And so I know why she did that. And, mm-hmm. and I totally get it. It's okay. But I was the whole season just trying to squash all this gossip mm-hmm. and all the rumors I know. and all the stuff. And even when I called Kara out for a private conversation when Anne invited 
invited us all to Barcelona. I, my purpose was to say, okay, let's clear the air and get over this. Let's, uh, you know, give her an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm mad at you because, and then mm-hmm. tell me why, scream at me, do whatever you want to do, but let's move on. Or she could think, you know what, I have been saying something, I'll just deny it, but I'll stop. Like, I thought that was a good option. There was, you know, there was avenues for her to choose. And what happened, happened. Carolyn, do you follow girl code? Oh, um. Or girlfriend code, sorry. <laughs> sisters before misters. Yeah, well, you know what? It's funny how how life has evolved and my best friend is my husband and sometimes it saddens me because I do have a tight group of girlfriends, but I don't have that one best girlfriend anymore. That person has been replaced by my with mm-hmm. my husband. And why do you think that is? Because you allowed that to happen or I probably allowed it to happen. I probably allowed my life to be so busy that I don't make enough time for my girlfriends as much as I would like. That rare time that we do etch out this weekend away, which, my gosh, has been far too many years already. It is so good for the soul to, you know, go away with the girlfriends. Oh, I love girlfriend weekends. And you go for lunch and you don't leave the place until it closes that night, you know, and you have X many bottles later. So true. And it's, you've cried, you've laughed, (laughs) you're looking at your pictures, you're like, my babies are probably missing me to everyone. Just, you know, so it's just so good. And it's been too long. Um, But... I've allowed that to happen because, you know, he is my best friend. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that, by the way. You know, we I, we are in this journey called life together. My girlfriends will are there and and will always be there. But my go-to person is is my guy. He's my partner in life. And, you know, I, we, we're going to watch our kids, hopefully, God willing, um, get old and have relationships as well. And we take care of the grandkids. So I think he should be my best friend. More with our guests after the break. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Riveting Girl Talk on the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. Joining me today is Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes, Real Housewife of Toronto, cast member Joan Walker, Global Morning Show anchor Carolyn McKenzie, and our millennial dater, Christine. (laughs) Christine, I'm going to start with you. So I know you're really busy on Instagram because I follow you and, um, (laughs) and, and I know in other social media. Do you ever get dates from social media? Yeah, actually, um, I get, I don't know what the right word is, propositioned. Um, people will direct message you and say, hey, and, I think you look great. And yeah, what exactly do the guys say? Because I think a lot of them get it wrong. They get it wrong. Um, <laughs> it's, hey, you're sexy. Listen up, guys. Hey, you're sexy. Things um, not to do. Love your legs. Um, you know, all the things that, you know, I, I think there's a different approach. And, and I think that sets the tone for what they're looking for. At least that's how I perceive it. What, and, what's that approach? They need um, to know what to do. I think, I think honestly, um, finding some sort of mutual connection in, in what I post about, which is 
often mm-hmm. fitness or food, um, finding something to relate to. Um, hey, I, I was at the water last weekend. It was amazing. Like, do you ever go paddle boarding? Like okay. finding something to connect with. Are you online dating as well? I am online dating. So is there a difference with how guys message you online dating rather than? Hard, hardly. No <laughs> way. Men are men. I think that the standard right now with men in dating is just they don't they they just throw it all out there they're visual they're visual they are and i have to learn that that too right like i have to kind of like carolyn disturbed (laughs) go ahead carolyn there's something that is so fascinating by dating today it's been a long long time since i've been in in the dating scene and i'm fascinated by it and i often put myself or at least imagine what it would be like to be dating right now and at one there's part of me that would think that thinks it would be easier because I feel there. As Christine shakes her head, no, it's harder. It's nightmare because I just feel like there's more options. Mm-hmm. But That's when you have too many options, then you're always looking for something better, which is what yeah. Christine referred well, to. Yeah. Right, you were saying that they're all. You're, everyone's trying to up. And I can be guilty of this too. So not to just bring men down and say mm-hmm. they're always looking for the next best thing. Yes, I think that I also feel like I have those options to find those people on my checklist. But I had a great conversation with my hairdresser last night and she kind of (laughs) reminded me, you know, don't look for the flaws in people. You know, you went out with this person for a reason. If you had a good couple dates, focus on those good things. Mm -hmm. Don't look for the flaws because you're going to find them no matter what. 10 years down the road, Joan, do you ever have a flaw with your husband? You guys ever, you know, you're going to find flaws, but you have to look past those. Mm -hmm. And another thing I've also noted, because my brother is newly single and he's been filling me in with social media dating, is I am amazed by how fast it moves. Mm -hmm. Yes. Dating online, you go from first base to third base. Online. And five, five conversations, and it, five texts and it's back actually, and forth. And it's virtual. It's not yes. even real. Yes. You know, I, I, I've, You're right. my brother has shown me, showed me texts and I'm going, oh my gosh, didn't you just meet three hours ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It evolves. You know, yeah. it, that used to take a few yeah. weeks. Yeah. Well, hold on. How old is he? What age group is he in though? He is, 40s, 30s? he's late forties. Okay. So you got to remember too, what the second timers, which is me, right? Mm. We've already been married. We're uh, a little past the, what are they going to think of me, whatever. It's like, let's just get to business or whatever. I'm not speaking for the whole demographic. I'm just saying it is different. That was the first thing I noticed when I went with single at first. It was ex- it did accelerate. Well, yeah, because it's adult to adult. We've had kids. We've had marriages. We're past that. It's accelerating for everybody, Sandra. Yes, that's but true. Sorry about Do that. Do we not yeah. miss the old-fashioned yes. way? I'm very old-fashioned. A lot of people don't have time, though. I mean, yes. you guys are busy. You're working. Mm-hmm. You're raising kids. You're a single mom. You're looking after your health. Mm-hmm. It's hard to carve out the time it takes to date in an old-fashioned so way. But I think you have to look at what the person's intent is. Are they dating because they want to date? Or are they dating because because they want a relationship. So true. Or are they dating things. because they want to get laid? Or yeah. that. Or that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, Christine, yeah. I'm sure you get propositioned a lot for sex, don't you? Uh, I do. Yeah. I'm allowed to, I hope my father doesn't listen to this. I love the way Laura <laughs> just floats. But Laura's a career matchmaker, we have to remember. So she hears everything and sees everything. Right, Laura? That's right. I think well, I think the biggest thing, though, is like someone will message you and they seem so great and so nice. And then, like you said, fast track within five messages boom, 
Yeah, Talking out of about line. Sex. Yeah. And they send and they, me a photo. And some guys have a way of manipulating you too. Mm-hmm. They Let's seem not all pick nice. on guys though. Okay, sorry. No, no, I'm just saying because we're all women here. I know it's girl talk episode. Dean's gonna cry. <laughs> Ted, Tommy's gonna cry. But women, uh, but guys, women do that too. Women, yeah, they okay, do. okay. When I, saw, yeah. right? when I saw the dialogue that my brother but, showed me, a lot of it was coming from from but the woman. The, yes. the, it's, I don't. The reason I do that is because I talk to more women about their problems. Mm-hmm. Guys don't tend to tell me their problems like women do, right? So that's mm-hmm. why I bring this stuff I know. up. Just... Okay, so what are your th- uh, top three priorities when it comes to dating or meeting men? I know a couple of you have to think back because you're not uh, single Joan and anymore. Carolyn, yeah. So Joan, let's start with you. What were your top priorities when you were looking for Mr. Right? Oh, let's see. I was engaged once before and I thought this was this was it. And I remember quite often on Friday, I was working at the Weather Network at the time, so I had to be at work at like three in the morning. It was one of those crazy schedules. And so Friday night was really my only night I could go out and do anything. And Friday after work, he would call and say, you know what, I'm just going to be a little bit late. And then he'd call about eight o'clock. I just had to go for a drink with my boss. And then Mm. he'd call again. And, you know, by 1030, I'm putting on my pajamas. And there was just no respect for my time. And it was a control issue. So it's like, okay, respect me and my time and don't control me. So those were two big priorities. And also to have someone that you can be best friends with, like Carolyn was just saying, Mm -hmm. you have to have that ultimate respect no matter how if you have a big fight it doesn't matter you still have to know that nobody's leaving you still have a common goal and that's to be together and to work it out we'll get back to this don't go away uh there's more after the break you're listening to the dating and relationship on talk radio am 640 you're listening to the dating and relationship show with laura bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on talk radio am 640 back to girl talk on the dating and relationship show on talk radio am 640 sandra Cruzzi from inside jokes is here and uh so is real housewife of toronto joan walker global morning show anchor carolyn mckenzie and millennial dater christine we're having a hoot in here so before the break we were talking about uh three priorities or any number of priorities uh, that comes to mind when you're looking for someone um, when you're dating. Christine. Um, For me, I mean, I'm 33, so I'm kind of in that mid-range dating level, I suppose, I think looked at that way anyway. And um, for me, it's kind of like I want that man that has job security but happiness in his job and and career so I look for someone who actually enjoys their life enjoys what they do because I know that will rub Mm -hmm. off on me that positive energy will rub off on me so for me that's a high priority they need Mm -hmm. to love what they do Um, and also I think um, just someone who we talked about this kind of in the break but the the chivalrous man the man that the old school gentleman Mm -hmm. um, I tend to try to date older men right now because I feel like they understand that okay you're taking the small pool of men available to some of us just saying no but that's good yeah it's so true but it's it's for me it's like I I just find there's more of a connection because I 
as fun and bubbly as I am, I do have a bit of an old soul when it comes to mm-hmm. dating. And I think that comes from, uh, as they say, you know, you're, you look for someone like your father. My, my dad still opens the door when we go for lunch. Like, I, I just find those things so sweet, right? Yes. Like having that kind of good provider. I work for myself. I have my own money. I, I, I mm-hmm. support myself. I don't need somebody to support me, but I think it's nice to have that option. And Carolyn... I think I snagged one of those few guys that were left because honestly, Uh. I hear what you're saying, Christine. And when I was, I I, I guess when I met Chris, I was in my early 20s. I knew what I didn't want after dating a few guys in university. And they were okay, but they were... They weren't... They didn't pass the litmus test, you know? Like, I I was... They didn't know they were being put through a bit of a trial but they hmm. were and they were failing miserably and I was like okay I got to be done with this person and then when I met my husband it it didn't take long for me to realize that the, he was it and your husband is a fireman a sexy one at that and that doesn't hurt so what no, <laughs> but there's this misconception that a lot of firemen are players Right. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Um, and really? there, and well, there I mean, are. There's a lot of. There's yes. a thousands of firemen in the city. So you know, they're not everyone's going to be my guy. Um, so yes, he was a, a, a firefighter when I met him. Uh, like I said, at that, that actually just kind of um, made the image a bit more attractive. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but he's a good guy. Yeah, and that's the and most, yeah. to the point. You were saying, Christine, you know, he went, he he does open the door for a lady. You mm-hmm. know, he did go ask my dad for my hand. Mm. He knows, he, he loves animals and kids, and he takes care of our kids more than half the amount of time because I'm so busy with work. So that, our family values are very, very similar. You have to have That's values that are so in line with each other. So I had an aunt tell me once that the man has to love the woman more. Um, mm-hmm. My do, grandmother said the same you, thing. Yeah, yes. see? They know uh, something. So are you guys, do you guys believe in that? Do you, do you believe that the man has to love you more than you love him, Christine? This came up actually recently. Um, I think... I, I kind of get nervous when a guy likes me too much right off the bat. So I think, but in the long term, I think, yes, you have mm-hmm. to feel that confidence that that he only sees you and only wants you and you can be comfortable with him to say and do whatever you want and he's still there for you. So I think at the end of the day, yes, I think there's very much truth in that. Joan, what do you think? I think it's a pendulum and I think it'll go back and forth and sometimes I need a lot of support. We all know that. And then sometimes he needs some support, too. So I think as long as you both have integrity and common goals, I think the pendulum will happen by itself. So it needs to be equal, then. I think so. Carolyn? I think it needs to be equal. I don't know if I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I can quantify our, our, the love we feel for each other and, and who maybe feels more. But I can tell you, he makes me feel very loved, if not more so I mean I sometimes feel I'm inadequate or I fall short of showing him how much I love him where I think he does a better job at displaying it he might know after today (laughs) I'm sorry I'll do better no but all couples there's always one or the other I think which is more 
affectionate or emotes more. But I think that's to what Joan is saying, yeah. I do think uh, given the day, yeah. mm-hmm. given yeah. the yeah. hour, it's, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's a give and take and it changes all the time. For sure. Okay, so why do, why do you think that people stray in relationships? And do you think men stray more than women? Anybody? I think <laughs> I think boredom and lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Number I think one. it's not feeling appreciated. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't feel appreciated. Bingo. So I agree. You're not motivated. Or you're not attracted to your partner. You marry for the wrong reasons. Mm. That's another one. I, I think, what is it? For, we had it on the show here. Number uh, For women, it's not feeling appreciated. And for men, I think it's boredom well, or something like that. Yeah, and I have some stats here. That 74% of men and 68% of women women say that they would have an affair if they knew that they would never get caught. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. How huh? do we, and we're just going to end that right there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I think we're human and we're vulnerable and marriage, there's peaks and valleys to it. There are times, there are rough patches. I know when our children were really young, it was, that was a rough time. For everybody, yes. You know, we neglected each other. We didn't, I'm in a good stage now with our marriage. We both are. But there was a time that, It was rough. We were tired. We were Mm -hmm. bickering. Uh, Chris compares, he said there was an expression on my face that seemed to just stay. Your resting face? (laughs) It wasn't a resting. He goes, he just, he goes, it was, it was ugly. (laughs) It just, you had a permanent frown. And how did you deal with those times? How did you get over those times? We, um, we, we, we we talked about it. Eventually, um, I don't know. You know what? You know what's interesting that you mentioned? I, I think it was someone I met through work, it was it was a professional relationship completely, but it was getting borderline tempting. Mm-hmm. And it was because the person was giving me a lot of compliments and I wasn't getting that at home. And it was getting a little tricky. And I remember Chris saw a couple of texts and he was like, what is this? And I was like, Oh my gosh! Yeah, maybe this is getting borderline. You know, not appropriate. But you have to speak up for yourself too, and you have to say, you know what? I really need you to do mm-hmm. this, and you need true. to tell me that I look nice, even if you don't like my new hair. Just say it. Like, but that's what started it. That was the trigger that we just it went on for days and mm-hmm. weeks, and we said, "Wow, we need to reboot this relationship." Mm-hmm. We have to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Vallada from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. This is Laura Vallada from singleinthecity.ca and you're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. We're getting excellent information and opinions from amazing women on everything about dating, relationships, and more with Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. Real Housewife of Toronto, Joan Walker, Global Morning Show anchor, Carolyn McKenzie, and dater, single dater, (laughs) Christine. Okay, so I want to ask about having friends of the opposite sex. Joan, I know you have one. He's on the show, Jonathan. I do. I have many, but Jonathan Mm -hmm. is my best friend. I have 
I have some girlfriends, too, that I would also call best friends because they're just in my tightest, closest inner inner circle mm-hmm. outside of my husband and my kids and my immediate family. Um, but Jonathan, he props me up. He holds my hand. He makes me feel great. There's no jealousy at all between my husband and him. They're friends. They get along. I feel That's very important. safe. I really do. And I, I feel like... Did you it's know just him before my world? Did I, you know him before you were married though? I met him about the same time I met my husband. Okay. And he didn't have a problem with it at all. No, not awesome. at all. Awesome. How about you Carolyn? Do you have any male friends? I do at work. Most the most of my colleagues are male. Now um <laughs> I'm just pondering a question that we've actually talked about at work and we've talked and we've thought about talking about on the show is and that's a question would it be okay for me to go out for dinner with one of them and just I, as friends as co-workers just as colleagues friends, yeah know, drinks after but work I can see how that can make somebody insecure though right because well, especially consider- if it's just out of the blue. Well, oh, we're just going to go know, for dinner. Chris and I haven't had a date night yes, in over, you know, problem. two yeah. months. Right. You'd be going, you're so you're. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. You spend more time with these people mm-hmm. already. Go yes. for lunch, and now you're going to go out for dinner. <laughs> I have to as agree well. with that. Yeah. yeah, I have to agree with that too. I, I think it's important. Well. <clears throat> And broadcast relationships, first of all, I've done, when you do morning shows and you work closely with people, even on radio or even here, you have a natural bond that's a a very unique relationship. And Joan, you were in radio before too, Mm -hmm. and you know what that's like, Carolyn being in TV. So there's already that appearance of a relationship, even on TV or radio. Like a lot of co-hosts go through it in radio, morning shows and stuff. And so I could see that. I could see that that would be a challenge for a spouse, I think. And of course, the, your male colleague's sexuality will play a part too. Yes. I'm sure, you know, he, my husband, he doesn't want to feel threatened that I, there may be a chance. With a single guy or not, or married. Yeah, yeah. You know, he at least knows with my gay male friends mm-hmm. that they're not going to be interested <laughs> in me. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a chance with. Mm-hmm. A male colleague who likes women. Mm-hmm. And a lot of relationships, those uh, out of marriage relationships start at work sometimes too. And I think I could see where that would be an issue. Right, Laura? I think there was some stats you were talking about that. Yeah. <clears throat> Particularly um, with women who, when they uh, um, stray, it's often an emotional relationship first. And uh, we were talking on other shows about how that really hurts um, their male partners. Like th- that could be as equally as damaging as a male partner going and having a physical relationship, I think. Sometimes. Hmm. I don't know. It depends. It depends on, on the person and the situation. And in my case, Jonathan and my husband are, are good friends. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a line. And you don't cross over the line. And, and I don't... I mean, I spend time with Jonathan when my husband's on a business trip away in Europe mm-hmm. or something. Or I need you know a date to go to something yeah. rather than going by myself. Yes. See, but that could, would make most men jealous, though. No, but really. you could tell on the show the nature of the relationship. Yes. Like, it's totally fine. Yeah. Like, you could totally... I want Jonathan as a friend, too. Just Everybody to, should have a Jonathan. I think but so. Some people might, I have a Jonathan. But some people might think that Jonathan is gay, but he's not, right? Joan, let's <laughs> no, clarify that. I heard that here thank first you. breaking news right here by the way <laughs> thank you thank you well to weigh in i just want to say that my friend um she went on she had a boyfriend and she ended up going on vacation um with her best friend who happens to be a guy and they're just friends and i know this inside and out right but um her boyfriend was okay with it 
Um, but everybody else around her was judging it. They're like, oh, you're going away with a guy that's not your boyfriend, well, even her weird, own father. But yeah. it's like, I, but I it's wouldn't not be weird okay because with it. it's like, they're okay literally just friends. And I think sometimes mm. people do need to step back and w- like look at their own that's insecurity. A, but then that's why a little millennial-ish yeah, that's a for me. Different, Maybe. Yeah. But why aren't they going away with their partner mm-hmm. or another timing or it was a newer type of friend. relationship mm. or and they're they're best friends so it's like there's not really a little too modern for me yeah okay yeah, so how do you balance work family and relationships and still have time for yourself ladies joan oh boy well no one is busier than my husband so uh, it's a huge priority for me to try and be there to support him as much as I can. But I've always kept myself very busy, whether I'm doing charity work or working on the side. I I love this business. I have a radio background. I have a television background. I want to keep working because it feeds my soul. So... I just, I don't even know what the question was. Yes, no, you got it. What was it? Well, it was just how do you balance, balance everything? Oh, balance. How do you balance yeah. everything? So you have to feed yourself in order to support somebody else. Mm. And I think that if you don't do that, you're going to feel like you've been taken advantage of and that you're giving, giving, and you're not, you have to, you have to focus on what is right for you in your heart. Because the analogy of two whole, two whole people in a relationship support each other to make it one strong whole person mm-hmm. I love that that's yes. amazing if you get, if you get like it. a half a person each you're only making one and then it's not a couple okay we need to take a break more with our girl talk panel when we come back you're listening to the dating and relationship show on talk radio AM 640 This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. We talked before about getting your finances in order for buyers. Well, today's tip is for sellers to get their finances in order before they list, including a conversation about bridge financing. What do you mean? In today's hot market, make sure that you're not walking away from a fabulous offer just because the closing date is a couple of days or weeks later than the closing date of the property you already purchased. It's not as costly as you think, and it'll give you some peace of mind with pre-approved bridge financing options. For anyone that I can help, call or email me with any questions. Call her now, hgp at bosleyrealestate.com, 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. We're back. I'm Laura Bellata from Single in the City. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. We're having Girl Talk. I'm in studio with Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes, Joan Walker, cast member of Real Housewives of Toronto, Carolyn McKenzie, Global Morning Show anchor, and the lovely Christine. You're all lovely, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, basically, I just wanted to ask our last question here. Would you have dated someone who made less money than you, Joan and Carolyn, and then Christine, would you date someone with less money than you? Well, I haven't been in the dating pool for a long, long time, but I have, and I did, and I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I would totally because you can pull your weight in more ways than one. My husband has provided childcare for us mm-hmm. since they were born. So I make more money than him, but he has saved our family a lot mm-hmm. of money in childcare. There you go. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely 
very common for women to make more money than men these days. And I think that just kind of proves that women have grown in their own careers and their comfort level in different family dynamics. So I think it's good to, you know, branch out and be open to dating men of different money levels. Can I don't I, know how to word that. <laughs> yes. But I also want to add, because my mom is is single and she is financially independent. And I don't think there's anything wrong, though, at having and stating that you don't want to date someone who has less money than you as well, because you've reached at a certain mm-hmm. point in your life and career that you don't want someone who just maybe rents a car and has no house and has no equity when you do you don't want to be supporting right another person at this stage in your life yeah and as a matchmaker as a matchmaker this is something that i see all the time uh most of the women that i see or meet up with um they're definitely looking for someone who makes at least as much money or maybe a little bit more money than themselves because of that they don't want to have to support somebody I think people have to have a plan, though. They have to say, you know, I, I'm going to take these steps so that I can contribute to the household. Like, there has mm-hmm. to be a vision. Yeah. Yes. And I do, I mean, having said that, they don't have to make more than me, but I do I do want to see you motivated professionally. Yes. I, I would like to yeah. see a career and a career path and also minimal debt. I don't like debt. Okay, so. <laughs> we've run out of time. Thank you, Sandra, Joan, Carolyn, and Christine for joining me today. It was a lot of fun. Um, we're just missing cocktails. Well, <laughs> I, maybe next time. <laughs> you can listen to more of Sandra by tuning into her show Inside Jokes right here on Talk Radio AM 640 Sunday nights at 8 p.m. And you can watch Joan Walker on Slice TV's The Real Housewives of Toronto. Start your day with Carolyn McKenzie weekdays on the Global Morning Show. And again, thank you, Christine. Uh, You can also get more information on the show by visiting our Facebook page, Dating and Relationship Show. Hope to have you back next week. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Ciao for now. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.